Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual in studio by phone by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And Broncos training camp practices officially going to start on Friday out at the UC Health Training Center. They got 14 on the slate, could have as many as 18 practices heading into the opener September 14th against Tennessee. So running down what to expect at training camp, COVID list issues or non-issues, should I say, as Broncos have just had one player placed on that list. Talking the signing of DeMar Dotson to shore up some right tackle, left tackle depth. Philip Lindsay doing a call earlier this week. We'll tell you what he had to say, takeaways from that, and who will be the number one running back heading into that showdown against the Titans. And then finally, closing with what is Vic Fangio's biggest challenge heading into this camp and during this camp. So Ryan, tell us a little bit what to expect going into first day of camp on Friday as the Broncos looking to get back on track to get back to the playoffs. Oh, it's good to join you again. I'm excited for football. The big fella's got sick and tired of sitting around his house. He's going to be outside a couple hours on Friday. Here's what you should suspect. First of all, fans are not going to be there, so we're going to have to be their eyes and ears. And for at least tomorrow's practice on Friday, it's going to be like an OTA. No pads, no contact, etc. So it's the first time all 80 men will be on the field at the same time, actually 78, with the coaches. So I think it's going to be sort of an orientation day. And then when they have Saturday off, come back Sunday, they'll put on the pads next week. So, you know, tomorrow I think will be, uh, you know, not not a testing type of day for the players. But, uh, you know, get, ease them in, complete this ramp-up period, and then start actual football stuff next week. So, again, as I mentioned, they could have as many as 18 practices before cutting the roster from 80 players or 78, as you said, to 53 on September 5th. Talking about this camp, 18 practices, it's going to be fascinating to see what Big Fangio does with these 18. And that's a question to ask, to ask him later this weekend. You know, how do you balance evaluating which 53 players should make up your original roster and, and mixing that with you need to practice your red zone, your third down, all your situations – so you can build up to be ready for September 14th against Tennessee. So that's I think that's that's one of the, the issues for the entire coaching staff is hey, how do I put guys in good situations to either evaluate them or get them ready for the Titans? I think that's something to follow as we go along with these uh, 18 practices. And of course, staying healthy is going to be key, uh, not just on the field as teams obviously height, worried about heightened risk of injury as they're kind of trying to expedite training camp, no preseason, going straight into the season. And then, of course, coronavirus concerns. And Broncos have only had one player, Andrew Beck, placed on the COVID-19 list so far. Ryan, what do you think? Is that reason for early optimism that the uh, NFL's policies, procedures are looking pretty good initially? I think so. It, it, it should be a hat uh, you know, to the Broncos that, hey, they made it a safe working environment. They're getting tested every day. But also the guys who take care of themselves away from the building. And those are a lot of hours each day when they're not at the building. And I, and I don't I don't underestimate the impact that Von Miller and Kareem Jackson getting coronavirus this summer had, you know, had on the players. You know, I'm sure young players said, okay, if two veterans can get it, you know, I better mind but my, my P's and Q's. And I think the other thing, you see this in baseball now too, is accountability within the locker room. You know, if, if I'm a player, 
I want to be able to stay available so I don't let my teammates down. I, you know, call peer pressure, call accountability, etc. Uh, I think that has a lot to a lot to do with the Broncos being in good shape so far. The other thing to watch in terms of the injuries and the health stuff is, you know, it, it is the shorter training camp. Does that mean hamstrings, Achilles, calf muscles, etc.? Right. You know, you see at baseball, you know, there's a there's a line on the injured list for pitchers, and they had their quick ramp up period. I mean, different sport, different you know, different kind of uh, strain on the muscles. But I do think. If you're a big fan, you you do still parse out some veteran days off. He didn't do that a lot last year early on. and But from Vic's perspective is by starting 22 plus some reserves, i got to make sure they get through the next three weeks upright and make sure they're ready to play against Tennessee. Again, folks, First Orange Podcast, Ryan O'Halloran, Kyle Newman. And, hey, Broncos making a move earlier this week, signing veteran right tackle DeMar Dotson. Dotson has 106 regular season starts, all came with the Bucks, but Bucks elected to move on from him this offseason. They drafted Iowa right tackle Tristan Wirfs in the first round instead. So, obviously, this move comes off the heels of Jawan James opting out on August 3rd, and Broncos wanting some more depth uh, at the tackles, especially right tackle, where Elijah Wilkinson seemingly will still get the first opportunity to replace James, but now uh, some veteran pressure right behind them. Right, Ryan? Yeah, and I think it was a smart move by the Broncos to do it now instead of waiting until closer to the season because now they can get Dotson in, have, you know, have him learn the system, have, have him get in game shape. You know, it, it, He's a right tackle. He started 106 games for the Buccaneers coming out of Southern Miss. So this is not a thing to push Garrett Bowles and have a competition at left tackle. This is a, you know, this is a, a, you know, an insurance piece. Let's say Bowles struggles at left tackle. You move Wilkinson back over there, have Dodson at right tackle. So uh, one thing that you're going to find out about Dodson, he is a mountain of a man. He is listed at 6'9", 315. I remember talking to him after a Jaguars Buccaneers joint practice a couple years ago, and I literally like was looking straight up. And, and you're pretty look, tall yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't look up at many people, um, but this guy is a big, big fella. And uh, I think you know, from the Broncos' perspective, it makes sense get it done now instead of uh, you know waiting until Labor Day and, and something happens. So moving on to our next subject here, Phil Lindsay addressed the media earlier this week and basically said, "Hey." I don't need another man to feel my fire, i.e. the addition of Melvin Gordon in the offseason. And Kiz, and you've written analysis on this, of course, too, Ryan, uh, pretty much a slap in the face to Philip Lindsay after uh, coming out, posting consecutive 1,000-yard rushing seasons, first NFL undrafted offensive rookie to ever do that. And uh, now now he's got to compete or compete for time, compete for the job in going into camp with Melvin Gordon, the uh, former Chargers star who's coming off a pretty mediocre year over in Los Angeles last year. So what do you think, Ryan? Uh, early early predictions here as you know, first official camp practice starts Friday. Like you said, they're putting on the pads next week. Does one guy have the edge over the other heading into camp? Gordon does based on the contract, and you don't bring in a guy like Melvin, sign him to that two-year, sixteen million dollar deal, and say you're going to be a role player. Right. Yeah, that's that's an, that's an interesting. I mean, to me, that's an interesting subplot tomorrow or Friday during the opening practice. Who takes the first rep at running back during eleven on eleven offense? It may not happen tomorrow, or it's going to be Friday, but uh, next week we'll be able to figure it out, and you know, we'll see how the rotation goes. Uh, 
you know, you you wrote about Lindsay this week in the paper. Uh, what what did you make of his mindset, his comments, his demeanor, etc.? Well, I mean, he basically said, "Hey, yeah, they signed Melvin Gordon, but I'm going to go out and prove that I'm the guy I've been the last two years." And um, he also talked about how he's really put that wrist injury that he suffered at the end of the 2018 season behind him. That kind of lagged his offseason heading into last year. And he's gained about 10 pounds of muscle, uh, still, of course, standing around 5'7", five, 5'8", five, but packs a lot of punch as we've seen. He's bootstrapped it uh, the whole way, all the way from you know being undrafted to being the guy in the, the Broncos running back room the last two seasons. But like you said, the the deal the money doesn't lie and when you pay a guy that much and he's got seven million in guaranteed money this year Melvin Gordon does of course that easily dwarfs Philip Lindsay's full salary at seven hundred and fifty k so another chip uh, to to add to the shoulder of Philip Lindsay as as if he doesn't have enough and I'm interested to see how you know how he comes out here in training camp if there's a even more of a fire in his belly uh, you know considering like you said on paper it seems like the Broncos got to give the opening week start to Melvin Gordon, at least at this point in time. Yeah, and you, you look at how much things have changed for Philip Lindsay just since February. And I remember asking John Elway at the Combine, uh, you know, is, an ex- is extension talks for Philip Lindsay uh, going to be on the table? Right. And, and Elway said, hey, you know, that's something we would get to after the draft. Well, a month later, they signed Melvin Gordon. So, you know, from Philip's perspective, you've gone from, answering questions about a contract extension to answering questions about, are you even going to be a starter anymore? So, you know, if you're him, you go in the mindset of, okay, if not the Broncos, somebody's going to, somebody's going to want me as a uh, pseudo starting running back. He's a restricted free agent after this season. So you will see how it pans up, but pans up, but you know, uh, you know, saying it's going to be 50, 50 split is a cop out answer. Right. You look at Pat Shermer's history and, you know, it's probably going to be a 65-35, maybe even 70-30 split, depending on which guy he goes with. First in Orange Podcast, Ryan O'Halloran, Kyle Newman, heading into first training camp practice on Friday out at Dove Valley. And we're going to have a roundtable in Friday's newspaper. I encourage you to pick up a copy as us Denver Post sports writers talk about some of the pressing issues and questions surrounding the Broncos entering 2020. And one of those questions, Ryan, what is Coach Vic Fangio's biggest challenge during camp? I'll let you go first. I'm not going to use this one as my answer, but just to say, hey, we've already covered what the challenge is and get your team ready. Uh, I still got issues with the secondary. It's a top-heavy It's a top heavy depth chart. You know, Justin Simmons, Cream Jackson, you're okay there at safety. But after that, is it Trey Marshall? Is it Elijah Holder? Is it Douglas Coleman? For three guys for basically two spots, you figure Marshall has a pretty good handle on one of those. At corner, a lot of... Uh, Unknowns there, too. A.J. Boye, he's your number one. Okay. Bryce Callahan coming off the foot. They say he's 100%. Okay, he'd be number two. After that, then there's an issue. Is it Ojemudi, the rookie from Iowa? Is it Devontae Bosby coming off a neck injury? Is it Isaac Yadam coming off his struggles? Is it Duke Dawson who couldn't stand the penalty box last year in terms of flags? And why this is an issue is if Callahan breaks down. Who is your nickel? It's not Ojemudie, it's not Boye. They're outside guys. So I think that's what's going to be used during camp is, okay, get a pecking order, 
in terms of your numbers, three, four, and five corners, and more importantly, come up with who's your nickel if Callahan isn't available. I agree with you there, especially on the top-heavy part. Uh, Broncos cannot afford any injuries, especially in the early going, with how that quarterback death chart is shaken out. Uh, on my end, I'm going to go with the offensive line as being Vic Fangio's biggest question mark. Now, of course, uh, DeMar Dotson is shoring up that depth a little bit after Juwan James's decision to opt out. But Elijah Wilkinson, a lot to ask of him to start at right tackle, even though he did quite a bit last year. And then Garrett Bowles, even though obviously he started all 16 games his first three seasons, the inconsistencies, the penalties, they piled up. And he was better down the stretch last year, but that's a pretty crucial spot when you're asking so much of Drew Locke heading into training camp and heading into this season. So uh, lots of question marks there. And then, hey, at center, you're you're asking a, tr- a rookie, Lloyd Cushenberry, to step in and kind of be the man and, and run the offense, call out the calls, et cetera. So lots, lots of question marks there and, you know, lots of potential for things to go right, Ryan, but lots of potential for things to go wrong. Yeah, and just to piggyback on your O-line thing, this is why you have Mike Munchak who is probably the best O-line coach in the league, yep. Hall, Hall of Fame player. And when you have somebody like that, you feel comfortable going with a rookie at center, Cushenberry. Um, you feel comfortable last year with Dalton Reisner being a rookie left guard after playing right tackle most of his college career. And, you know, so if I'm the Broncos going into camp, I feel good about left guard. I feel good about center. I feel good about right guard Graham Glasgow. It's okay Get Eli Wilkinson, make sure he's healthy after that ankle surgery. Get him schooled up at right tackle where he played last year. Get him comfortable there. And then continue the work on bowls. Uh, you know, Gary is going to be a question mark until he proves otherwise. And for a lot of people, he'll, he'll always be a question mark. So, you know, he has to approach this year like it's the biggest year of his football career. If he plays great, you know, he'll get a shot somewhere. If he plays terribly, he's going to be a swing guy, if that, for the rest of his career. Yep, and as you mentioned, Dalton Reiser and Graham Glasgow really have to be some linchpins up front with those other question marks and uh, instability and inconsistencies we've seen the past few years. And of course, folks, we'll have more on this, more on Broncos training camp at denverpost.com slash Broncos starting Friday and leading out throughout the rest of training camp and into the regular season home opener. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran on the First Norwich Podcast. Appreciate you listening in, folks, and until next time, take it easy.